You're listening to the Pimp Cron Podcast. Welcome, one and all, to episode 150 of the Pimpcron Warhammer podcast, and I am the aforementioned Pimpcron. We are brought to you today by my beautiful, I mean, extremely handsome and beautiful Patreon patrons, and I love you all so much, and also GameMat.eu for pre-painted terrain and beautiful mouse pad mats that simulate terrain so you don't have to. Does that make any, I don't know if that makes any sense or not. What are we talking about tonight? We're talking about the Paragon Warsuits. We've got a letter from our friend Aaron about Brutality Skirmish War Game. We're also bringing back the Let's Get Brutal segment of the show, which has been long absent, talking about Brutality. That's at the end. And we also talk about how you can improve yourself as a gamer and just become a better person in general. So, what have I been up to? I have been working a lot of hours, um... I, this, I'm recording this at the end of a 13 hour day. So when all the other podcasts are like, eh, like we can't keep up with our two week schedule. Uh, we, we release two each week at each month and we just can't handle it. And it's going to be delayed. Sorry guys. Well, I doubt any of them have finished a 13 hour day and then recorded for an hour and a half. I don't think any of them have done that. So suck it. Anyhow. Uh, that is what work ethic does for you kids. You say, you know what? I'm tired and I'm exhausted, but I'm going to get it done anyway. So that's why you're listening to this podcast is because I love you all and I did not want to disappoint you. And that is essentially every single week in the summer. <laughs> I was listening to one of my old shows uh, a while ago and it was like from August and I sounded tired. I sounded like, hey guys. Uh, <laughs> so uh you know i've also noticed that lately i got into a little bit of, ne- of a negative negative rut with the podcast you know i was taking the piss out of soul blight and i was complaining about this and that and you know i'm just sick of complaining to be honest with you i want to be more positive i want to be more upbeat i want to just have fun and i want this show to not be something that gives you any negative vibes whatsoever because there's plenty of that to go around in real life so, hopefully, this is the dawn of a new era, where the Pimcron is no longer complaining, or, you know, complaining less. So, um, I played Brutality again this week at the game club with my friends Elijah and Connor. They wanted to finish, they had to stop at round four of five of the gauntlet a couple weeks ago, and they remembered, like, how many hit points they had and what status their people were in. So, they wanted to pick up with that this week. We finished it, and they did beat the gauntlet. That last that last turn, they had two Orc Shaman from the Bestiary. And I gotta tell you, those Orc Shaman are uh, jerks. They're very, very hard. Because they do, they cast Missile. And they get plus two to the roll on that table for Missile. Which is, basically gives you a 50% chance to lose hit points with no save. Basically mortal wounds. And it is, it is very rough. And they were just shredding their people. So at the very end of the game, when they finally won, their group of four people was dwindled down to two people, and both of them only had one wound left. So that was definitely a tough gauntlet. But they had fun, so did I. Then we playtested some more narrative missions for my upcoming uh, supplement. 
And um, I'm mostly in the playtesting phase, just trying to work out any little kinks. You know, sometimes you forget to clarify something and you when you're playing the game, someone's like, well, what about this? And you go, oh, darn it. I didn't explain that. So then you got to add that back in. But um, unfortunately for all my brutality fans, um, I am a month or two late on this because we have had employee issues this summer, like all of the businesses have. And I'm seven days a week. I've got three other employees working seven days a week, and I've got two other employees working six days a week, and then I've got some other employees working the normal five days. But, I mean, we we are working some serious overtime trying to cover for all the lost uh, positions and things that aren't full. So, had this been a normal year, I was planning on it being released in, like, May, probably June. Well, it's probably going to be released in... July or August instead, because I am 80-90% done with the book, but I have some revisions, and then I'll have to order a copy to make sure it comes out right, and all of that before I release it. So, it's it's just delayed because, you know, life. That's what happens. So, um, what else have I been up to? Well, I know I've told you that I am working on a, basically, I think it's going to be called Brutal Mech and Brutal Kaiju, I think. And it's basically a version of Brutality that you make these giant armored mechs. And if you'll remember, I played with TJ a month or two ago and playtested some rules for that. Well, I decided it'd be really cool if I bought some Transformer-looking robots. And they're about the size of a Bulgren in real life. And I wanted to paint them. They're all dinosaur-themed, though. And I wanted to paint them kind of like Power Rangers colors. And I have six of them total. And I have six people in my family, so I let all the kids pick their favorite dinosaur and got to pick their paint color. And it's just a lot of fun. I've enjoyed building them and painting them. I am also making some Power Rangers for Brutality. Um, They do not make Power Ranger miniatures, unfortunately. So I am going to have to use the Enforcers from Dead Zone, from Mantic's Dead Zone. And they're a little weird, but I'm just kind of going with it and saying that the Power Rangers got up armored or something like that. Because they're not quite Space Marines, but they're like armored Imperial Guard. And they will probably work out well enough. And I'm having to change a couple things. I didn't like that everybody has melee weapons. The blue Power Ranger has melee weapons. He's got like the double-sided trident thing. And the yellow Ranger had two knives. And the Black Ranger had an axe, but it was also a gun. And the Red Ranger had a sword. It's like everyone's melee. So I made the Pink Ranger, instead of a bow and arrow, she's got two pistols. And the Black Ranger, instead of an axe that's also a gun, he's just got this big like Gatlin cannon sort of thing. And that is what I've done. I also want to remind you that I have Pemcron, with only one P, Pemcron TV on YouTube. And we are beginning to release skits based in currently Warhammer 40k, but I think we'll also branch off into Age of Sigmar. And they're just silly little skits, but I think they're pretty funny, and hopefully you will too. So if you cannot, if you're not equipped to be one of my beautiful, sexy, good-smelling Patreon patrons, another way you could help the show is to spread the word about the podcast or spread the word about the YouTube channel, and I would greatly appreciate it. Any likes or subscriptions or comments or whatever, because that is where the conversation is. And I'm pretty excited about it. So I'm just trying to find my niche or my niche on YouTube. And I think these skits are it, man. I'm having a blast with the skits. They only take about maybe 15 minutes to make total. And that's with editing and everything. And uh, I'm really enjoying it. So let's get on with the rest of the show. 
Let's open the Tesseract mailbox. On this week of the Tesseract mailbox, we have a brutality-related letter from Aaron. And he writes, Hello, I'm a new player to the game. I got very lucky and stumbled upon a review of Brutality on YouTube from last year. Without it, my playgroup and myself would have never heard of Brutality. I have only played a few games so far, but I am already quite passionate about it. It is the first miniatures game that I have gotten my wife to play with me and my skirmish group. The game has so much to offer. I would really like to see the game's community grow and see the game be more widely played. I have a few ideas for how to do this. Not saying you need to do all this. Maybe there are people you can delegate to. (laughs) Maintain an active, well-managed Discord server. Discord has become a popular place to mingle and talk in a way that is quicker than other social networks like Facebook. If someone needs to know how a certain rule works, someone on Discord can give an answer quicker than making a post on Facebook. Um, We actually do have a Discord, Aaron, but unfortunately, um, it's not well managed because I am not... I really... I hate to say this, I really don't like playing online. So as far as playing like on Roll Roll20 or Tabletop Simulator... It, it is, in my personal opinion, no way as good as in real life. So, unfortunately, I have somewhat neglected that. I was hoping people would uh, just kind of talk amongst themselves. And they have been, but not as much. I think if I supported it more, it would be more popular. But you've got a good point here. Also, send a copy of your book to Popular Wargaming or General Tabletop YouTube channels for them to do a review or battle report or something. Just say that you are wanting to get more eyes on your game. Now, I actually have done that quite a bit. Um, Unfortunately, a lot of people... So, this is a little insider thing for you guys. I have sent out many, many... I contact them first and go, Hey, would you be willing to review my game? You know, I'll send you a free copy. And they say, sure. And, like, Gorilla Miniatures reviewed um, that last year. And they did a good job. Um, Skirmish War Games reviewed it. They did a good job. And... um, a regular magazine is going to have a article on it review in July's issue, actually, so it's coming up very shortly. And um, I have, st- man, there's a couple other that have agreed to review it. But the problem is, is a lot of people will agree to review something, but then all these larger publishers come out with stuff, and they know they will get more views from that, and you can't blame them for that. So. You, your game, if you're a self-published person like me, even if they like the game, it gets pushed back further and further and further as Cursed City comes out and then Mantic releases something and then Cool Mini or Not releases something and then um, Osprey Games releases something and then like it's just a constant, you keep getting pushed back, pushed back, pushed back. I've been waiting on reviews from some of these YouTubers for six months and I'm starting to think that I'm never actually going to get on that docket for actually being reviewed because they only have so much time in the day and all these major publishers will give them far more views on YouTube. So that's just part of the uh, making of the sausage in the background and that's that's fine. Like you got to you got to deal with it. A couple of the YouTube personalities and I'm not going to say who they are were total assholes when I spoke to them and they would just completely ghost me completely and he'd be like or they it actually was two of them and they're like oh yeah we'll review it blah 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 and then you know i send them it for free and all that and then they're like yeah we'll review it and then i wait like a month and i go so are we on this docket and they might reply once and go oh yeah this next month 
and then you wait a month and you go, hey, I know you're really busy. I'm not trying to bother you, but am I still on the schedule? And then they see your message. You can see it on Messenger that they saw the message and they just never reply. And you're like, you wait like two weeks to be polite. And you're like, hey, did you ever, uh, did you ever get a chance to look at the book? And they see your message and don't reply. And then you wait like another two weeks because you're really not trying to bother the person at all. And um, it's it's kind of rough. I have sent out, man, um, probably 10 books by now. And I've had probably four of them reviewed. Uh, one person started ghosting me all the time. And I finally said, look, either tell me yes or no. Like, it's fine. I'm a big boy. I can take it if you didn't like the game or whatever, because the game is not for everybody. No game is for everybody. And look at how popular magic is and how, you know, how many people actively don't like magic. Now, there's a million people that do like magic, but there's also a lot of people that don't. No game is universal. One of the most universal games in the world is chess, and not everybody likes chess. So I do not think my game is more accessible than chess. But uh, finally, the guy was like, well, to be honest with you, it's not really my thing, and I'm afraid I'll just give it a bad review, because not that it's badly made, but it's just not the type of game I like. And I said, oh, okay, totally, that's that's totally acceptable, I appreciate your honesty, and I'll leave you alone about it. And then I didn't ever hear from him again, because, you know, we called it off. So it is a very rough, it's a very rough world out there trying to get people to review your stuff and all that because there's so much other content coming out. I mean, if you actually look globally, if you zoom back, there is basically some new market release practically every week, whether it's expansions or it's Kickstarters coming out or it's whatever. It's just so much stuff. So it's, a, I'm, I'm definitely a little fish in a big pond. So. He also says, Aaron, getting back to Aaron's message, he says, use other social networks. Facebook is good for promoting if you're using their ad system because they can get eyes on your game for showing the ad to people who are interested in tabletop games or war games. But if you're not utilizing that system, not many people will just be scrolling Facebook and see your game or Facebook group. So using Twitter, Instagram and WhatsApp can get even more eyes on your game. Man, Aaron, you are 100% right. I cannot argue with this, but um, I hate Twitter <laughs> and I hate Instagram and I don't really know why I hate them. I just have no patience whatsoever for them. I actually do have a Twitter account and it was just to auto upload my podcast onto Twitter, but uh, I never check it and I don't like it. So you're right, though. I should do other things. That's why I'm going to start branching more out into YouTube. And I think that will give us a little more traction. But um, and I did actually once you sent me this message, I was like, you know what? I've been planning on doing a Facebook ad for a while. Let me go ahead and do a Facebook ad. And we got a huge response from that. We probably got 100 new members in the group from a five day ad. Like it was, it was fantastic. So I'll probably end up running more of those because it's such a big, big pond that you just really, really struggle to get your name out there. But all these are great suggestions, Aaron. He also says, be more active on YouTube, invite people who are knowledgeable on your game to come on to your YouTube and do a video, just talking about your favorite things about the game, favorite moments, do battle reports with other YouTubers, maybe talk about some possible future plans, do a Q and a, etc. All great ideas. Um, that's possible in the winter 
but currently most of my friends are quite busy because it's that busy season and I'm also quite busy. So it's really just a time constraint thing. Um, I have, man, I have nearly a dozen people in my local gaming group that play Brutality. So I, I know probably 10 people, I guess, but still they could come on and they could talk about it with me or whatever, but it's just scheduling is really hard thing. That's why I don't often have people on anymore, especially during the summer is because scheduling is just a hard thing. And a lot of my friends are not real keen to talk on the podcast because they get nervous and all the things that other people do. So also, I think I wore just James out on it. So I'll wait till the fall to start asking him to get on again. But Anyway, but you are totally right. I'm going to try to be more active on YouTube, and that's why I'm doing the skits, and if I get some traction on that, I'll start working more on the brutality stuff, and I just have so many irons in the fire, man. I got a lot going on. Lastly, maybe look up some shops in big cities to do a demo day if you send them a copy of the game. This does have a small potential to be awkward, but a lot of people running shops are doing it because they love the tabletop community and would be happy to help you out if you just say you're trying to get more people to try out your game and you don't need the shops to carry any of the product just to do a single demo day and gauge interest. Very good idea. I did that in Virginia, um, Western Virginia last year, I guess. Man, time flies. I think it was last year. And um, that was a great success. Uh, it had a, a blast with those people. So that would be really cool to actually do that. It's a great idea. Um, you know, make some weekend trips with the family and spend some family time, but also have it scheduled with the store to run demos. That would be great. Um, and, you know, it is a selling point for stores to play this game because then all these other miniatures that they normally wouldn't sell because no one plays that game, they can actually sell those miniatures then because it's any genre, any, you know, product line. Um, again, I'm not trying to be overcritical or anything. This is all coming from a deep appreciation of the game and what you have done to get it where it is. I just think this game could be very large, could have a very large following and its potential isn't being realized. And again, I don't know if it is necessarily realistic for you to be the one doing all of this. I would hope that maybe there are people who can do a bunch of this for you. I would probably be able to run a discord server if you would want from that, from this list, it is all that I have personal experience in. Thank you for making this awesome game, man, Aaron. And, of course, I've already replied to Aaron. That was one of the emails I'll save um, for posterity, because it's it really does. I've said a million times, this is my lifelong goal to make a game that people want to play. And when I hear somebody truly liking the game, that just makes my day. So, thank you so much for writing in, Aaron. I greatly appreciate it. And now... We will get on to the next segment. Want that or want that not? On this want that or want that not, I am discussing the Paragon War Suits for the Sisters of Battle. It's one of the new releases. It's $65 for three Paragon War Suits. And I'm going to come right out and say it. They're trash. Nope, just kidding. I am in absolute love with them. $65 for these three things, and I truly don't know anything about their stats, and I don't care. I love them. I love them for who they are, and they don't have to impress me because they already have my heart. I mean, look at these things. They're, they are a little bit weird looking because it's a Sisters of Battle, a uh, Sister of Battle basically in a baby Dread Knight from uh, the Grey Knights. You know how the the Dread Knight has like the baby carrier on the front of it? It is a little bit like that. This is like a light, lightly armored Dreadnought, basically. And they're not entombed in it, but 
it's pretty neat. I think it's really, really cool that you can see their arms sticking out of either side. So the woman is basically, her legs are inside the legs of this creature, this machine. And her head is weirdly exposed to the elements. And both of her arms are sticking out the sides of this machine. And she's got basically controllers that control the large arms with heavy flamers or heavy bolter, multimelta or sword or whatever. And I just love the aesthetic of these. I absolutely love them. I have nothing bad to say about them. They're a little gangly looking. They're a little weird looking. But I think they're incredibly charming. And $65 for three of them. To be honest, I'm a little surprised it's not $65 for one of them. So I feel like $65 for three of them is, is really not that bad. The image looks like a dreadnought. But my buddy Leroy Jenkins has already told me that they truly are not dreadnoughts. They're probably along the lines of like a grotesque or a bulgrin or an augrin or something like that. So I'm sure they're, you know, three to five wounds each and toughness four or five or whatever. But I just love everything about them. I've already ordered one box and Dagnabbit, I'll probably get another box because I just love these things so much. And that's really all I got to say. I love them, and you cannot convince me that these things are bad in any way, because I adore them. These women are perfect to me, and I I will not take any smack about them. So, definitely want that, want that so much that I have already ordered them. So, take that. Now it's time for Real Talk with Pentcron. Hey everybody, it's Real Talk with the Pimp Crown, and we are going to discuss how you can become a better player, the road to becoming a better Warhammer player, and more or less just a better person in general. Let's dive into it. So first off, let's talk sportsmanship. Alright, out of all of the opponents I have ever played, only about 50% of them didn't turn into a hot, murky bowl of turd stew when they started to lose. It takes a certain type of person to just take it on the chin and keep rolling dice without any inkling of an attitude. The funny part about that 50% loser rate, poor loser rate, I should say, is um, is that I'm sure all of them would deny it if you were to bring it up to them. But I've seen people grab miniatures and throw them into their case. I mean, painted miniatures. Just grab a, a handful of models and toss them into a bin when they're mad. Or... Like you wound, place some wounds on the unit, and you're not even killing the whole unit, and they just snatch up the whole unit off the board when they only took a couple wounds. Or just concede the game when it was far from over. You know, one of those turn two or turn three guys that, you know, reaches their hand across the table and goes, good game. And you're like, this could still go either way, pal. Now, I don't know how to tell you to get better at this. There's probably, that's probably a job for a psychologist, probably. But it needs to improve across the board. Losing honorably sometimes means knowing that the cause is lost, but that quitting would be cheating your opponent. Now, sometimes, of course, it isn't your opponent that pissed you off. Sometimes your dice have become treacherous little cubes of hate instead of a means to randomly determine things. When this happens, I've found that getting upset only makes it worse. There have been games that I really wanted to win, and my dice decided that they liked the other guy better. So they turned on me like we were in Cloud City. But the games that I got upset, the dice just rolled worse and worse and worse. 
at that point, I said that I would just laugh about it instead of being blinded by rage. And now I find about 40% of the time I can turn my dice around if I stay positive. Try it sometime and you'll probably find the same outcome. Now, I know that sounds apocryphal, that sounds like fairy tale or whatever, but it does seem that way. And we all have our superstitions, as I've covered before, on dice rolling and things like that. Um, the best thing you can do for sportsmanship and improving your sportsmanship, and I've said this plenty of times, is just be in it for the enjoyment of hanging out with friends or even strangers, getting to know new people, uh, getting to know new people, and being able to play with your nice painted miniatures or the things that you've assembled, even if they're not painted or whatever, it truly is not about winning. And that's kind of one of the beauties of, of something like Dungeons and Dragons is that there is no real winner. It's a cooperative. While Warhammer isn't necessarily cooperative, there is a clear winner and loser. But I find playing narrative games that don't use points and there's kind of more of just like a natural outcome of who got their point across or who uh, secured their objectives or whatever, I find that dulls a lot of people's anger towards losing and being butthurt about it. Because it's not super obvious that you're winning, you, the other guy's winning 50 to 20 or something like that. It's not super obvious. And I feel like it really does dull the impact of it. Another thing is, is sometimes you should play narrative games where, just like in real military scenarios, you start the game with the odds stacked against you. And then in that case, you know you're going to lose or it's an 80% chance that you're going to lose. And then you don't have to worry about winning. You're just trying to hang in there best you can. What about tactics? There are tactical uh, Tactica articles all over the internet written by very talented people, except I'm better, covering every single unit seven times over not to mention battle reports which provide good examples of what to do and what not to do on the battlefield it seems like a lot of people seem to treat their wargaming like they do their personal life they say it sucks right now but if i don't think about it and do nothing to change it it will eventually get better on its own well i'm sorry to tell you princess but things only get better when you pay attention to them and you work on them that means Figuring out where you went wrong, whether that was assaulting Imperial Knight with Grotz or pooping yourself at the prom, you know you did it. And after reading the Tacticas, watching the battle reports, and playing games, you can start to make yourself better. But another really good way to get better actually brings me to my next topic, and that is reviewing your games. So, how do you know what you did wrong if you never ask yourself, hey me, what did I do wrong tonight? I carpool to Warhammer each week with just James. And by that, I mean I drive and he rides. He never, ever drives because he's a piece of crap. No, I'm kidding. But we always discuss our games afterwards because we rarely play with each other because we live close to each other. So we usually end up playing different people at the store. And we always say, hey, how did your game go? You know, what what happened in it? What mistakes did you make? Whatever. And we ended up improving our game by imagining what would likely happen if we had assaulted a different unit or deployed, diff deployed differently or not married a woman that hits me. <laughs> not only is it a good chance to tell other people about your game, but you get their input as well and make mental notes to yourself on what you do better next time. Now, I know what you're saying, 
But all-powerful and all-knowing Pimpcron, I don't use a carpool. How can I review my tactics if I don't carpool like you do? And my answer is, you can't. Sorry. This whole strategy review thing really hinges on carpooling. It really hinges on it. So, oh well, sounds to me like somebody needs to start carpooling. Now, next thing is hobbying. There has been much debate over which chapter actually has the largest number of soldiers, but I'm willing to put money on the gray plastic chapter. An ancient Chinese proverb states, For every golden demon winning painted model, there is one metric butt ton of unpainted or partially assembled ones. And that is, that's a real, that's a real proverb. Once again, you can find a multitude of articles online to help improve your hobby game regardless of your level. Too many unpainted models? Start by priming a bunch and dry brushing a base color on them. Or use one of those fancy color primers. It hardly takes any time at all to do this. When you find the time, you'll come back and add more details, but at least they aren't just gray plastic. And as any skydiving instructor will tell you, sometimes you just need a little push to get you going places. If you take it one step at a time, the task won't seem so daunting, and in the end, you'll feel better for getting something done too. Want to step up your painting game? The internet is chock full of people making videos and articles on wet palettes and washes and directional lighting and lettering and weathering and smegmellowing. To be honest, I may have made up one of those. But grab a spare model that you don't care that you'll mess up, load a video to watch, and do what your pastor always warned you about. Experiment a little. Believe it or not, I was really leery to use washes when they first came out. And yes, I've been playing long enough that washes were not always a thing. And I was equally, if not more, concerned and cautious about using contrast paints when they came out. Yep. Even I experienced trepidation one time when it comes to trying new things. But just that once. Just once. Ever. Seriously, though, like with any improvement in your life, if you are willing to put the effort into it, even just a tiny, tiny amount of effort, and this is going to sound cliche, but you've all heard the old metaphor of if you take one step every single day, you've taken 365 steps towards the end of the year, and you, you know, there's no telling where you can go. That goes for fitness, that goes for health, that goes for, you know, just putting down that extra soda. Like, just just don't get that extra soda every day if you're trying to lose some weight. Or you're trying to get some extra steps in every day. Or you're just whatever. You're trying to be more organized. Or just do little things. And really, habits are the best way to do that. So, like, currently, Just James has been telling me that every morning he wakes up early before work. And he paints on some models for, like, 20 minutes. He just gets up and he does it. And he probably doesn't feel like it all the time, but he does it. And he has painted a lot of Gene Steeler Cult. I mean, that's what he's been working on lately. I think he just switched over to uh, some other army. But Gene Steeler Cult was like his least, least painted army. And he has just completely knocked them out of the park. Because he's just painting 20 minutes a day as soon as he gets up. There's no distractions or anything like that. And boom, it works. So... There are plenty of ways to improve yourself. And you know what? This is com this is somewhat off topic, but as far as health-wise, you know, it's a really good idea to take vitamins. 
And no, this is not some sort of uh, paid paid uh, advertisement, but it really is a good idea to, to take vitamins. And it's because your your body obviously relies on getting its nutrition from the food that you eat, right? And this is a personal anecdote, so just bear with me. But I kind of hate taking vitamins. And it's always this pill, and you're like, oh, and you got to try to remember to do it. And personally, like vitamins, if I don't have any food on my stomach, give me like horrible indigestion. They like make my stomach burn. And, um, you know, I can't take them too late at night and uh, it's, it's a pain in the butt. And then you things that you are making yourself do, even though you don't want to, it's really easy to get out of those ruts. You might take vitamins for two weeks straight every single day and then you miss one day and then you take it for two and then you miss three days and then you just stop doing it altogether because you didn't really want to do it to begin with. Well, I have actually found a little bit of a hack that has kept me completely regular with all my vitamins every single day. And it's because I look forward to taking my vitamins. And this sounds so stupid, but I am a gummy hound. Like I will, my son and I are the type of people that love gummies so much. Gummy worms, gummy bears, gummy anything. And we don't do this because we have self, self-restraint, self but I would, if I was allowed to, and I was not deathly afraid of diabetes, I would legitimately sit down and eat an entire bag of gummy bears or gummy worms until I get sick. Like, the nausea is the only limiting factor for my appetite for gummy anything. So, when I found out that they make gummy vitamins, I'm like, oh my god, okay. So, now, I have been, like, 100% on my vitamin game for the last probably three months. Ever since we started doing it, every single day I look forward to taking the vitamins. It's not a chore anymore. You just, and there's, I'm not going to recommend any like brand, but just look on Amazon or something. There's like a million adult gummy brands that, that make multivitamins and they make, um, individual vitamins like vitamin D or whatever. And, uh, it just, it makes life so much easier. And I actually look forward to it. I come home from work and I'm like, Ooh, I get to have some gummies now. <laughs> I'm stupid. All right. Thanks, Game Matt EU, for supporting the show. And thank you for my Patreon sponsors for supporting the show. You guys truly are great. I, I really do appreciate the support. And if you don't have the ability to financially support the show, but you do want to support the show, please share the podcast or tell a friend about the podcast. Spread the word. That's free. And check me out at PimpCron. TV on YouTube because I am now making weekly skits using my miniatures and uh, they come out every Monday the same thing as the podcast same day and I hope to see you over there please make sure you you know subscribe and all that stuff I hate to be begging for like you know like subscribe and ring the bell or all that BS but um, apparently that's what YouTube uses like the comments and the interactions that you get with your viewers is how they deem whether or not they should suggest your video to other people. And if I'm not mistaken, I th- I think my skits are pretty cute. I don't know. You be the judge. If you don't like them, tear me down in the comments. <laughs> See you next week, guys. Let's get brutal. In this edition of Let's Get Brutal, I'm discussing, of course, my free rules, use your own models, any genre, 
skirmish miniature game, brutality skirmish war game. And I wanted to discuss a class or an upgrade for the support class that is often overlooked. I almost never see anybody take this. It's the augmenter class. Now, the augmenter, the, the whole shtick behind the augmenter is that it knows two powers like normal, but when this model uses curse, barrier, protect, time slip, or aura, the power remains in effect until either the augmenter chooses that to use that power again or the augmenter dies. Now, if you're familiar with the game, powers are more or less like spells, and they go away most of them go away when the activator when the power user activates again, and then you have to cast them again. So if you've got time slip on somebody or protect or whatever, then you've got to cast it again each turn, and you're risking A, failing the cast, or B, um, hurting yourself with a critical fail. Well, the Augmenter is a really unique upgrade, and the reason for that is that it's got a move of 8 inches, it's the fastest of all of the support class, which is pretty cool. Also, it's got a higher dex than a lot of them. It's got a dex of 5, dexterity where um, the basic support has a dexterity of 4, so you're 10% less likely to be shot. Also, and this is a big deal, the Augmenter has two attacks. There is no other support upgrade with two attacks base. And that's on par, I mean, that's on par with a melee person. And that's why I see the Augmenter as basically a... um a sleeper melee upgrade in the support column. So a lot of people are like, oh, I want to take all melee, or I want to take all... Well, you don't necessarily have to, because this is a support slot. It's not a melee slot. So you could still take these guys, and they are essentially a melee model, which is pretty neat. Also, having the power... I mean, even think about barrier or curse. Curse, you can give someone minus one attack in melee. And then you can just keep that curse on them. That's pretty good. Not to mention, remember, if you're also taking a Locus as your unique model, the Locus can turn anything in uh, any cast or any role in the role of your choice. So you could turn one of these casts into a critical cast and it will still stick. So let's say you take an Augmenter and you take a Locus and you want to put up protect on yourself to give yourself plus two save right all you do is remove a hit point using the ability of the locus and then all of a sudden oh that came off critically now i've got plus four to my save that is essentially making you another breacher but with psychic powers that's pretty darn cool um one version of this kind of is somebody that kind of hulks out now of course the hulk would be more of like a monster stat line but Still, it's somebody that, um, think of Colossus. Colossus, you know, turns into metal and he's super strong. Well, this is the stats of a melee person, but you could give yourself protect and, you know, armor up as Colossus. Or you could give yourself time slip, or you could aura, you know, if you want to be a werewolf or something. You basically turn into a werewolf and now all of a sudden you've got aura or you've got time slip or whatever. And uh, I think that's I think that's fantastic. I think this is a hugely overlooked upgrade. And what about barrier? Barrier allows you to put, you know, walls up. Well, if you put walls up blocking the enemy and, and they don't have some sort of flight or agile or something, 
you actually can block permanently block off entire lanes of access for things. Is an enemy coming right towards one of your guys you don't want them to assault? Or is your enemy coming right to one of your objectives that you're trying to cover or whatever? Well, you just permanently block them. Cast the barrier up there, and until your Augmenter wants to use that power again or until he dies, that barrier is up there. There's nothing they can do about that. And I think that's pretty cool. I think that's really neat. So, um, just next time you're making a list for Brutality, uh, keep in mind the Augmenter. They are secretly a melee unit, and they have a lot of narrative abilities that are kind of cool. Uh, 